welcome back to another bonus episode for Enlightened Empaths. I love, love, love doing these episodes because it gives you a chance to meet some other people that may be doing something that touches your heart or stirs something in you to step up and shine your light a little bit more brightly. And I think that's what we all need right now. And today I am beyond happy, blessed, and excited to welcome Jen Lansing to the show. Jen's life took a 180 degree turn when her daughter Teal was diagnosed with special needs. She was running a multi-million dollar training and communications company within the biotech and pharmaceutical industries, traveling around the world, facilitating interactive events and working too many hours. But with a few words from a neurologist, her whole world changed. Priorities changed, her focus changed. Now, almost three years later, Jen is host of a new podcast called For Our Special Kids, where she openly and honestly talks about the magic and the mess of raising a child with special needs. Welcome, Jen. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Uh, my, you just make me cry. I'm thrilled to have to be here with you. Thank you. I absolutely love your story. You were forced out of your comfort zone of what was your normal by this beautiful gift of your daughter. And now it has opened these floodgates to a world that is so much more than you ever could have imagined. So if you could share a little bit about your story, we would absolutely love to listen. It's funny when I start talking about Total Root Concepts, the company that I still actually run a little bit, I get into work mode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm work mode and we can talk about clinical trials and we can talk about drugs and we can talk about all sorts of different things that way. And it was a wonderful wonderful place for me for 20 years. I loved running that company. And like I said, I got to travel all over and I worked a lot, but it was, it was wonderful. And then I got pregnant through IVF. So Teal took a while coming and she popped out two pounds, one ounce and popped out means yes, cesarean section. Uh, <laughs> they pulled her out of me and you know, Denise, you have children. I, they told me she'd look like a little bird or the, an old man and that she was supposed to be this little, little baby thing. And I still remember her cry, like hearing, just knowing, okay, she's alive. Mm -hmm. And then my husband, bless his little heart, he says to me, she's huge. Okay, now she's two pounds, one ounce, but we were expecting like a baby Robin. <laughs> we were expecting this like little baby Robin. And so in his mind, he was, she was huge. And I'm sure the doctors thought we were whack, wackos, but anywho, so that's how the journey began. Uh, she was perfect, truly. People would come into the NICU, the nurses from other rooms, and they would say, I've heard about your daughter and I need to see her. So this is, you know, one day into it, one day into her life. And from that moment on, Teal has inspired everyone she touches. And I feel so lucky to be her mom and that she chose me to, to do this journey with her. And, I, you know, as a result, I did have to change everything. I did have to tap into my intuition. I did have to learn from you in your classes and believe that, in order for me to be the best mom to her, I had to raise my own vibration and I had to meet her. Well, I don't even think I can meet her where she is, but I had to try. I had to level up, as Sarah Lyle says, you know, I had to level up and try to to meet her so that I could 
help her be the person she's supposed to be. And she's helping me be the mom I'm supposed to be. You're offering this beautiful podcast, but also your, your outreach. Everything you do now is outreach to help people realize that what may be happening with someone's shell or their cognitive development or any of those things aren't indicative of who they really are and what they came here to do. And it's interesting because you were in a job that was very linear, very practical, very grounded, very give me a spreadsheet, give me a a budget line. And, And then to have to kind of flip that upside down and say, I have to follow with my heart fully on this. It's the only way it's going to work. And you're right. It's a collaborative effort with you, with your daughter, with spirit. But it's also allowed you to touch all these other people. They don't know what to do. Almost like you're lighting the way and saying, it's okay. You'll figure this out. Here, let's do this together. So with your podcast, you're sharing your adventure and your stories and you bring such beautiful humor and knowledge into it. But as a mom, and and you and I have talked about this a lot because of my background in special ed and having a brother who was special services. And, you know, it's just, it's been a part of my life forever that people don't understand the familial impact. They don't understand that this becomes your 24 seven. Could you maybe share how you take care of yourself in addition to sharing this story with everyone else? That's fantastic. I mean, as any mom knows, I mean, we're hopefully everyone listening is literally chuckling because isn't that the hardest thing? Like, okay, how in how do I take care of me? How do I make sure that this vessel that I'm in is going to be around? How do oh golly. Okay, so let me tell you what I do. Um basically what happened is I felt Like I was chasing my meditation and my spiritual practice every day, all day. And what I mean by that is I would wake up and jump out of bed and get Teal out of bed, get her on the potty. Okay, now next step, get the breakfast started. Okay, now you didn't do it last night because you should have, but you get your lunch together, like all that stuff, right? And then shuttle her off, try to stay calm because she's an empath. So don't, you know, don't get too anxious because she feels it and all that stuff. And then we run into the office and then, oh, the laundry's got to get done. And oh yeah, don't forget the dishes from last night because you were too tired to do the dishes of dinner, like all that stuff, right? I mean, I live a typical life of any parent. And every day, I was chasing my spiritual practice. Uh, and then I'd get mad. I would literally be like, okay, I've got 15 seconds. Breathe, you know, or, <laughs> right? But it's true, right? Or, okay, run into your office, grab a crystal, try to clear it really quick, smell an oil, and sit for five minutes, and hopefully all of your to-do list doesn't come flying in, which it always does. So I get up early now. <laughs> I wake up at 545. God, I hate that, but it's it's good for me. I wake up, I follow my intuition. So I either meditate right away, I light a candle, I invite the light in, I either meditate right away or I read a little snippet of a book and then I write. And I know you're a huge fan of journaling, Denise, and it's we've talked a lot about, you know, automatic writing has started happening. And once I just said, okay, this is so important to me. This is how I'm going to fill myself up. 
And so I'm no longer angry at two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, because I used to yell at my husband and be like, I still haven't meditated yet. Oh, that is so. <laughs> Talking zen right there, Jeff. That's <laughs> in the zone. <laughs> I mean, that is zen. Like that is just who you want to be every day. So I, I'm a better person because I started doing that. And really, that is about it. Everything else is about Teal or the family. We have an exchange student right now, and we love to travel. It's just whatever. I have a little. I live a typical life, but that's you know it. what I absolutely love about that is you just described anybody with a child that's three years old. You did not make it about your daughter having special needs or about extra services, and and I am so eternally grateful to you for this. You're not putting your child in a box to hold her stuck in a place or let other people put her in that place. And I think as parents, as moms, as dads, as guardians, as whatever role you're taking, that's our ultimate thing. Are we doing everything we can to empower who this little person is that came onto the planet? When I'm doing readings with people and it'll come through that, oh, their their children are very different. And it always to me means that they're encouraging people to be who they came here to be, not who they thought they were supposed to be. If every kid acts exactly the same and regimented, that's always kind of a little bit of a red flag of, are you really letting them shine their own light and figure out who they are on the planet? The other thing that I love is the little people coming in. I say this so much. They're wired differently. They're here for this shift. And your daughter is the absolute epitome of that. Her light is huge. And there's a radiance about this little girl that it's joy. There is just pure joy coming off of this little human. As your intuition has started to rise, as you're starting to to get more in tune with the automatic writing, you're feeling spirit come closer. How has that impacted your relationship with your daughter and how you relate with, with where she is? In every possible way. Everything. I can, she's telepathic, so I am more connected to her when I'm more connected to myself. I hear her more. It's actually, it's not a hearing. I know more. I am more present with her. She hugs me now and I make sure that I'm not just pulling from her. It's really easy to give, to feel her hugs and just like fall into the arms of this child with all of this pure love and joy and healing. It, it It's it's hard today. She hugged me and I thought, first of all, I thought, Oh God, I think she's giving me a healing. What's wrong. (laughs) There must be something wrong with me. But then I'm like, okay, she is giving me a healing and I need to make sure that I give back to her. And I know she's not keeping score. You know, I know she's not, she's, I've been told from many energy workers that she's this, this source that will never dry out that she she doesn't feel the effect of giving it away and but i do want to make sure as a parent that i am giving to her the energy and the love and the healing that my arms can do for her or my heartbeat can do for her and you know my mom always says i love my mom to pieces she says you know jen you and your brother are the only people that know what my heart sounds like from the inside oh I know. I love my mom. And I think, you know, Teal craves my heartbeat because she knows what it sounds like from the inside. And I, I try to remember that and be this person that is still that constant heartbeat for her. 
That's a beautiful, beautiful description. That is, wow, you're really lucky. Your mom's a very special human being. My mother has no idea how intuitive she is, but she right. is extremely intuitive. But again, that importance of that lineage and it being passed down and you're passing it to your daughter and and that heart connection. And I, I've never, ever heard that before. I've heard it from the inside. That's beautiful. That's yeah. so beautiful. As you were speaking, I thought about they're so pure. Little children, they come in clean slate. They have no prejudices, no opinions, no, they're just pure light. And I think that's why they're so open and receptive, but it's also why they hold such beautiful space for us. And I love that you want to have that reciprocity with your daughter so that you're refilling her bucket as well. But the bond, you only have to talk to you for like two minutes to realize what a strong energetic cord there is between you and your daughter and your husband and your husband and your daughter. It's this beautiful triad of energy that is just going to continue to grow and evolve as, as she gets older, but that it's such a, you know, what is that? Uh, it takes a village, but you already have this beautiful group, this connection between the three of you. And it's just causing this ripple that's impacting so many other people. Yeah. I think it's impacting other people, but she is also an incredible manifester. So I trust her a lot to, like when I worry about schooling or I worry about, are we gonna be able to get that you know appointment arranged? Or I am not kidding you, Denise, this girl just makes it happen. She just does. I've got example after example of this where instead of me worrying anymore now, I simply say, okay, Alex, my husband, we are going to trust that Tia will make this work. And she does all the time. So she's creating this village around her. It's not just the three of us, right? And everybody that she meets wants to be a part of her village, actually. <laughs> and right. you, I mean, you have created, we were just talking before we started recording about how all of these people are coming into our lives and my life specifically that have just magically appeared to support this journey that I'm on and that I'm on with Teal and our family. So. Right. Now, one of my sons, his receptive language was off the chain. His expressive was very delayed. So he had really odd sound symbols and I could understand them. It's almost like, because as a mother, we had that bond intuitive, all those things. And because you mentioned a minute ago that there's a telepathic connection, and I completely understand that. But could you share that with some listeners who may have a child or someone in their life? Because this isn't just a child. This is someone else, an adult, a partner, someone who no longer has the ability to speak. You can still use the same, same method and technique to connect. Yeah. So it happened first that I remember when she was four months old. She doesn't cry. This kid is, like you said, she's just happy uh, all the time. Well, typically. Now she cries because she gets frustrated because <laughs> we don't understand her. But, uh, and I didn't say, like, so she's nonverbal right now and she's not ambulatory right now. I should probably, you know, give listeners a little bit of information on that. She's the most communicative nonverbal kid you've ever met. She gets her way whenever she wants it. She gets people to, see, yeah, anyways, she's, she's very, <laughs> she's three. 
she's five. She's being, she's, oh, she's, she's five. five now. She's okay. Five. So she's, she's being five. That's totally five. I'm yeah. going to get my own way. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about me, damn it. Oh, and boy, does she. Wow, wow. You should see her lay her head down on the hardwood floor and like pout and cry when I tell, like I give her a hard no. I'm all teal. This is not happening. I don't care if you're sitting there pouting and going to start crying as she does. And it's the hilarious. It's, and then I try not to laugh. And sometimes I do because it gets her out of it. But sometimes I'm like, oh, God, you are being ridiculous now. Come on. Now I'm talking to a five-year-old that way. <laughs> Probably shouldn't talk to a five-year-old. Oh, anywho. It's, okay. So four months. She doesn't cry. She was crying. My husband was holding her. <laughs> and I got this hit. And I said, put a hat on her. Now, we were inside. She never wore hats, especially not inside. And he said, what? And I said, I don't know. Put a hat on her. Sure enough, put a hat on her, stopped crying. And he said, how, how did you know that? And I said, you know, the interesting thing is she didn't, I didn't hear the words. I had the feeling. But what I like to credit it to is not mother's intuition. I actually credit it to her. Mm -hmm. She sent this little energy packet of me to me of information and I was open enough to take it. It has to come from them as well. And so I think for me or to answer your question is how can we all be more receptive to that? First of all, it's believing that it's possible. Exactly. You have yep. to believe that this little magical being has so much that they want to tell you or adult or whomever and then open yourself up and don't deny it. And you talk about this in all of your classes and on the, on the podcast is don't talk yourself out of what those little energy packets are, right? These little messages that you get. Don't talk mm -hmm. yourself out of it. Just trust it. And you mm -hmm. might sound like a whack job, which I guarantee you, I did sound like a whack job when my when I told Alex, put a hat on her guaranteed. Mm -hmm. He was like, my wife's lost it. It must be postpartum. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> In, in the end, that's what we did. And, and I just, I think, just don't complicate it, right? We all think this has to be this hugely complex. You have to have this gift when you're born. No, just listen. Thank you. And Thank you more. so much. Because that's exactly it. And when you factor love into the equation, that changes the whole dynamic even more. This is an odd question because I know if she's five, you're you're dealing with different settings. Mm -hmm. Are people receptive when you go into talk with a provider or a school setting, or are they hearing what you're saying? It's so interesting. The first thing that popped into my head is, I don't care. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell them anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the first thing. And I wish more parents could step into that role. I'm very cautious of making sure that they know that I respect them. So for example, our first interaction with her pre-K teachers, oh, I'm sure they've got notes on me. I, I basically just laid it out in the line and I'm like, listen, she's a healer. She's done it in front of my eyes. She's telepathic. She's extreme empath. So you have to be aware of your energy. And so if she seems sad, it might be a reflection of you and not her. And I just unloaded on them. And I said, she needs about 10 seconds to be able to clearly articulate in some form of communication that she understands. So you have to give her that time. I do mm -hmm. give her, I do give them some of the medical stuff so that they can attach more of that because that's their language. But 
I just tell them, I just tell them point blank, this is who she is and you are lucky to have her in your classroom. And the kids are lucky to have her around. And, you know, we've had to balance this out a little bit with her not disturbing everyone in the class because when they bring her into the gen ed class, everyone's like, hi, Teal, hi. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, is she being a distraction, right? Like we got to make sure that the kids are still learning and you know, everyone's just been so kind about all of that. But it is interesting to see how people respond, but I don't really give them an out. They just have to accept who she is and they have to accept who I am. I'm an intelligent woman. I can talk science up, down, and this way and that. But there's also this whole spiritual world that I think we need to talk more about when it comes to children. Right. What I love is you're going in as a strong advocate, not a bully. And, and that's important. That's really, really important. From the other life that I led before in, in special education, my priority was always number one, the student, and then the family, and then the school. And that's a rare combination because right. usually it's the other way around. And, and I think with what you're sharing, there will be people along her path that are going to see that and they're going to know or they're going to realize if I give her this time. And you're actually, it's, you're, you're pre-teaching these people so that they can have a higher success rate and your daughter can have a higher level of integration of, the, of what they're trying to work with her on. So it, it's beautiful, but it's also not allowing anyone to limit who your daughter came here to be. And that's, I, I mean, I know for a fact, it just, you're, you're very strong, you're very independent, you're very confident in, in, a, in a very positive way. So I know that you're not going to be steamrolled. And now with this, it's even another level of, I need other people to realize if this is my daughter, it can be your daughter, your son, your child, getting people to realize there are other options. Still, when I think about how many meetings I sat in where you go into a meeting, a parent comes in or a guardian or, or an ad litem or whoever is, is responsible for that child, and they look around and there's a whole table full of people with a professional opinion. And I, I took a law class years and years ago, and I love this. It was special ed law, which I'm pretty passionate Ooh, about. And this woman was one of the top special ed lawyers in the country that I took the class from. And she said, I think for every IEP meeting, if that student is physically not able to be in the room, you put up a picture on the table of that child and make sure that everyone remembers why they're in that room. So and valuable. And I think that that's what you're doing, not only with the way you're advocating for your daughter and opening people's eyes to how much more, because that ripple effect of you're sharing this information with, with her, her teachers, the people in her class, whoever else is, wants to hear it, but they're also able to take that information and transfer it to another student who may have similar ways of navigating or expressing themselves. Yeah. It, it was really beautiful. Cool. You, oh, thank you. You, you bring up a, an example. So uh, this is me softer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Imagine, oh boy, Teal has softened me. So oh, this is me soft. Uh, so when I go into the IEPs, I do, uh, or, or any school setting, 
I do use a lot of humor and I lighten things up and, and I am very honest. I'll say, you know, you guys can write in the notes that mom is crazy. You know, that's totally mm -hmm. all right. Like I get it. This is, mm -hmm. I'm asking you guys to think differently. I'm asking you to look at my child very differently than you would, uh, you know, some other child. So I understand that. I understand that can be challenging. So I, I'm very open about that. I always cry with heartfelt thanks in every single one of our IEPs. And now it's a joke. I'm literally like, oh, I'm crying again. I'm sorry, but I just, I just, you know, and then they all laugh because, you know, they've all been with me now for three years and they laugh because it's happening. And I'm just very thankful for who they are as individuals. So, yes, I sound like I come in and steamroll them with Teal and I do, but I also am very gracious to what they do. Uh, but I'll give you an example. So Teal is, is in speech and speech therapy and she uh she has this new talking device and it's great. And her speech therapist, Desiree, is awesome. And so she texted me how proud she was of Teal for what she had done, da 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 da. And I said, hey, you know, something else that could maybe help you with all the kids is, do you have any blue jewelry? <laughs> She's like, what? And I said, or blue clothing or, you know, anything. I said, the more you can connect with your fifth chakra, the speech location, the more, and Claire audience, the more you're going to hear from all your kids. And she was like, you know, I just listened to that intuitive parenting podcast on for our special kids that Denise did. And you're right. I can do these things. And she literally, like, she just took it. And I said, you know, you can also have them draw with blue markers or, you know, put blue carpet on the floor, uh, you know, just to help them connect, better connect with their, their fifth. And it was, it just really reminded me, one, that I am very much pushing them out of their comfort zones but i also have a team of people that work with teal that have really opened up and said yeah so they're on they're on our side as well and that's the key is you're going in as a collaborator you're not going in as damn it you're going to do this my way or i'm going to sue the district because that's the big fear is we don't want due process everything to avoid due process but what you're doing is you're and especially because she's little you're building relationship and you're not allowing your daughter to be pigeonholed or for you to be put in the back seat. And I think that that's so, so important for all of the parents or caregivers that are listening to realize you have as much say in that meeting. And I'm going to put on the special ed hat for just a minute. If there is ever anything that is brought up in a meeting that does not resonate with who you are, do not sign off on it. Don't do it. You don't have to. Legally, you are covered by federal and state laws. You do not have to sign off because if it's making it easier for someone else, but is not beneficial to your child, that's morally not okay. No. And people always talk about how they get anxious for the IEP meeting. And, you know, they, you, they do tell you things that you don't want to hear about your child. You know, it is a lot mm -hmm. about they can't do this. They can't do this. They're not showing, you know, mm -hmm. improvement in this. And, and it's hard to hear, uh, but it gives you a plan, right? So it gives you a jumping off point again to then reestablish what is necessary. But my whole thing, just to kind of bring it back to what you were saying is I will win. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I, I I know that sounds horrible, but in the end, dude, I'm the parent and I'm going to as nicely as possible tell you that you need to do things, things differently. And I'm going to make it, I'm going to make you think that it's your idea, but I'm going to get my way for my child. Right. And, and so you're right. Like legally you do have to 
put on your big girl undies and sometimes step into that comfort zone and say, no, this isn't okay. This doesn't feel right for my child. And, and I see the light, the magic and the mess, you know, every day of my, of my child. And that's your job as a parent when you right. go in to talk to those schools or nursing yeah. staff or doctors or whomever, any specialist. That's the point is this isn't just one oh, public school or private school, or that, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking mm -hmm. about finding new ways to communicate with someone that might have come onto the planet or is here now with a different way of expressing who they are and how they get their needs met. But you're right. Even if the verbal stuff and the communication, I bet she loves the communication device. It's, well, she's just learning. So she's like, okay. can, 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 can. I'm like, okay, one time, Teal, just hit it one time, okay? <laughs> She's having fun. Okay. Again, five. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. So what are you exploring on your podcast? What, is, what are the things that really light you up about this is why I'm doing this? Because I think, I think it kind of surprised you as much as anybody else that you're doing a podcast. Oh, yeah. Beyond a shadow. Uh, I have always been intrigued by hearing myself talk, but <laughs> I didn't ever, I didn't ever really think that I would you know, do something like this. So basically what happened was like any parent or caregiver or family member, we're just going to say parent, but we're inclusive here. You hear those words from a neurologist or from a specialist of any sort that your child is going to be different and is going to lead a different life than you had dreamed for them. Truthfully, I'm very open on my, on my website about that of I'm ashamed that I was sad that she wasn't going to be this perfect little being, and yet she's perfecter, <laughs> little mm -hmm. did I know, right? You hear those words, uh, diagnosis, syndrome, et cetera, and you, one, I just was beyond mortified and shocked and like, no, 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 no. But then you go down these research rabbit holes. And you wake up, you pull your head up, and it's four hours later, and you've been researching this one thing, and then you got into a stupid chat room, and then you're listening. Well, chat rooms don't exist anymore, whatever. <laughs> Dating myself. Then all of a sudden, you're hearing about these stories and these horror stories, and I hated it. So mm -hmm. rather than, so for me, I decided I'm not going to go down the medical road. I'm going to start looking at everything outside of medicine which I think is stinkingly hilarious because my background is in biotech and pharmaceuticals, but the irony is not lost on me. So my husband went down the medical road and I went down the, the woo-woo, spiritual, energy, everything else road. And I realized there wasn't a space where you could just get 30 to 35 minutes, sometimes we go longer than that, 45 minutes with someone who knows what they're talking about that can relate it to a child with special needs. And I just wanted to be able to give that to people like, hey, go scroll through our episodes and see if anything resonates with you. Intuitively click on it. If you want to go do more research on it, you can. But then at least you know, right? At least you know, like, oh, I'm interested in this. Or golly, I don't want to learn anything more about that. But now I can check it off my box. Right. I love that you're so comfortable saying she has special needs. You're not hiding it. You're not trying to make that about who she is it's just a factor as much as if well she has a blue eyes and blonde hair or she laughs at stupid cartoons or it doesn't have to be the entire focus it's just one tiny aspect of who she is you know it took me a long time to even say the word special needs mm -hmm. I think I know some of the reasons why you know that 
there are a lot of preconceived notions and people immediately judge you and, or they'll say, I'm sorry. And you're like, ugh, (laughs) I'm not sorry, you know, but it did take me a while to honestly say, yeah, she has extra special needs. That's kind of how I like to say it. They're extra special. She's extra special. So of course she has extra special needs. Right. But still has all of the same abilities, capabilities, expressions, heart, love, everything that makes us human beings. Yeah. And so see, one one thing age does bring perception. You know, I I started working with this population when I was 14 years old and they had a program in the town I grew up in for lower income youth. So they put us all on a bus and they had us go and work at the state institution. Not something you should do with a 14-year-old, but 14, 14, t- no. times were different. And I was put on a locked ward where people were just pretty much put. And then I went into special ed and I've worked in group homes and residential treatment and lockup facilities, all these things over the course of my life. But the one factor, the one thing that is through that entire thing is see the human being, not anything else. See the light, look for that, and you will be effing amazed at the difference of your perception of who you're you're dealing with and also i think and I, one of my sons i love this expression when we'll be talking about things and he'll say he's really mellow and he'll say it's okay the pendulum's just gone too far it'll come back and and that's true because we've become so anti-acknowledging what people are going through because out of fear of hurting someone's feelings or offending or or labeling or controlling that we've forgotten to see the person. Do, mm-hmm. Does that? Oh. And it's not yes. offensive and it's not, I'm not saying we should go back to where, where my career started by any way, shape or form. No. no, that was horrific. But I'm also seeing that now your daughter is in a gen ed classroom with kids who love her, with a parent who's there to advocate and say, She's great just the way she is. Let's figure out how to do this together. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And, and I do bring in a lot of ideas as well. I don't just make them come up with all of the solutions. You know, I think that's an important thing to say is I do think a lot. So Teal isn't getting as much math attention as she should, and, and she's falling a little bit behind where she should be and not where others are. And so I'm like, okay, hold on. She really likes art. So we need to incorporate art and math because that's going to keep her engaged on numbers, right? So, I mean, that's that's the stuff that I talk about with them is I come up with different solutions. And it is because I I always say she's not there yet. If, I, if they ask me to like nail something down. Well, like, damn it. None of us are there yet. <laughs> oh, Denise, I am. <laughs> No, no, but you're right. We're all on this, on this, I don't even like to say it, it's, it's a journey because it, it's just this, this is beautiful existence that if we can all just live more like Teal. Yes. I just, yeah. It, being in the moment, being present. I'm just going to throw myself on the floor and pout and see what I get for a reaction. That, that's what I was, <laughs> you just read my mind. Are you intuitive? So I literally was like, Oh yeah, I need to stop trying to always put on my tough shell sometimes. When I'm hurting, I need to say I'm hurting. When I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated. When I need help, I need help. You know, Teal is brilliant at being like, 
I want you to sit here and do this. And if I don't get my way, I am going to pout or I'm going to tell you I need help or I'm going to hang on you until you give me what I need. You know, as adults, we don't always do that. We're not always vulnerable enough with who we are and what we need to say, this isn't working for me and I need it to be presented in a different way. And she does that all the time. Yeah. And the fact that you are aligning more with with your spirit team, with her spirit team, with, so this isn't just, oh, I talked to a teacher or a, a nurse or a practitioner. This is, I'm, I'm bringing in every bit of energy that I can, not only to support my daughter, but our journey together and myself as an individual. So it goes back to my first question of how are you taking care of yourself? Mm. You are getting that input from spirit and they're saying, you're on the right track, Jen, keep, keep doing what you're doing. And they keep, it's almost like they keep throwing you, okay, the energy packets. I love that analogy. That's beautiful. But spirit is saying, okay, now this is your next step. Now this is your next step. And for you, because I've known you a while now, it's been so fun to watch like the stepping stones being put out and they're guiding you so serendipitously on not only how to help your daughter navigate, but also to help you figure out how am I supposed to do this? And once you hit that place of surrender, help me, please, all of a sudden, the synchronicities start, the people start showing up. And it's important because, again, it would be wrong not to say this. There's also for anyone who is overwhelmed or in a situation with someone that they're not sure they're getting their needs met, there is that lonely. That is, there is that fear. There is that crying in the middle of the night of how can I change this? What can I do? And from my own personal experience, that gets less. It gets because the other aspects increase and you start realizing, oh, okay, now I'm starting to get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And yet, Denise, I will still tell you as much as I have a positive outlook and my daughter's freaking amazing. Do you like how I edited that right there? Uh Yes. Yes. She's (laughs) effing amazing. Uh, I still cry in the middle of the night. Mm Mm-hmm. I still have a pit in my stomach sometimes. Yeah. You know, I and it's hard, but it's yeah. the journey that we decided to take together. And I don't, I'm really not even sure. Okay. No, but, that, but no, but that's that's also a huge part of being an empathic parent and a kind, thoughtful, because it's all coming from a place of am I doing enough? Is my baby going to be okay? Mm -hmm. And I hate to break this to you. I have two grown ass men that I still worry about like that. So if it, if that helps at all, it doesn't get that. It gets better. And you realize they're capable. They're fine. They're good, but that's hard. That's, that's wanting the best for people that we love. Uh, But that lonely in the middle of the night time is real. And I think having something to remember that if, this too shall pass. We'll get through this. We'll find the solution. And as you said, let, let your daughter lead the way. Yeah. Okay. Teal, help me figure out where to go from here for you. Yeah. Beautiful. And I, I really encourage parents, anyone to do that, to just simply mm-hmm. say, okay, let's do this together. And you can have that conversation with them in the middle of the night while they're sleeping and, and you're heart aching and, and you can say, I'm going to send it up there to whomever, but I'm also going to ask my co-creator here, you know, my daughter, yes. I'm going to ask her too. And I'm going to write a book someday called my five-year-old smarter than me. Because she- <laughs> 
She is. And I think it will be an amazing book because <laughs> you're, you're fun, you're articulate, you have a beautiful way of, of bringing life to this. So how can people find you and Teal and the podcast and more information? So the podcast is for our special kids. And it's literally, uh, the podcast itself is on any of your platforms that you can find uh, to listen to. And if you do listen and you like it, please rate it. Because <laughs> we're really, because we're really, really new. Uh, and then I'm at for our special kids at gmail.com. The Facebook and Instagram handles are for our special kids. Um, you're seeing a common theme there. Uh, and I, you know, I, I got a message from someone the other day that listened to your episode, actually, and it made me cry. And it was just this beautiful exchange. And I ended up chatting with her this morning, actually. And you know, it just really the interaction and the connectiveness and knowing that you're not alone, that yeah, your struggle may be different, but you're not alone. And right. and that's the big hope is that eventually we can all raise the consciousness of humanity, you know, to realize that we're all in this together and and we can we can rely on one another. So that's yes. the community that I really hope to create with this with the podcast. Oh, and you're doing a beautiful, beautiful job with that. Incredible job. So thank you so very much for sharing this time with me, sharing this time with the listeners. And again, you can find Jen at forourspecialkids.com and also her podcast, Instagram, follow her. She's amazing. And, you know, pop her a note because I think that you have, you're going to be surprised how much she has to offer you. Okay. As always, keep doing what you do, do what you came here to do, shine it bright, take care. <laughs>